0: Good morning. Greetings in that wonderful name of Jesus Christ, that name that's above all names. Uh, we are so thankful to be here, but before we start, we'd like to start with a prayer. Uh, so if you can be so kind, just bow your head and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for this open door. I thank you, Father, for this church that has been uh, given to South Sudan. Father, I pray as we share, Father, that your Holy Spirit will share for us, Father, that we will merely just be vessels, that all the glory and all the honor will be unto you. We just thank you for this day. We just um, dedicate this service unto you, and we just thank you, Father, for this day. And we just give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm usually not the nervous one, but for some reason today I'm a bit nervous, so please bear with me. Uh, we're just going to give you a report on what we've done for the two years. Uh, Greg is going to come and give you um, an update on what we've done so far. Um, if you don't get my accent, just say amen, because most of the time I don't get your accent and I just say amen. <laughs> but uh, we are so thankful to be here. Um, I'm not going to talk too long. I'm going to hand it over to my husband. But one thing we want to say, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. It keeps us on the field. Thank you for helping us be the hands and feet of Jesus. We couldn't do it without you, without your help and your uh, financial support monthly. Thank you. And I'm going to hand it over to my husband.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, good morning, church. Um, I'm a bit nervous also. But I guess I shouldn't be. Um, I think I'm nervous because I know I'm live. Uh, I watch y'all a lot on Sunday mornings in the middle of nowhere. It's true. In the middle of the bush, there's no running water, no lights, no nothing. But I can browse and go on my telephone at a certain time, and I can get a strong enough signal. And I actually watch y'all here a lot, 7,500 miles away. I watch you guys on Sunday mornings. The praise is always good. I usually say hello, how's it? You know, <laughs> greetings from South Sudan or something. But so, so we praise God for the live streaming, y'all doing everything. So we, we do get a chance to sit and watch you guys a lot. Um, but I'm not going to take a lot of time. I said I would be short today. I made a commitment to the pastor, uh, but we just want to give you a quick update. Where we at in missions, missions usually have a three part uh, starting to work. That's Pioneer. That's where all the buildings take place. And then there, after Pioneer, um, parenting. That's what I'm trying to think of. Parenting is where all the teaching, ministries, all these different things start. Then lastly, is his partnership. That's when, that's when all the locals is well enough equipped. We take the ministry and turn it over. So for the last 12 years, the last 10 years, I guess we've been there. That's what we was doing. Is stage one. Uh, we finished that and usually, usually a missionary would, would leave or change out, usually doing the second stage. Uh, very rarely do they go over into the second stage, but, but I'm still there. The war broke out in 2013, another small civil war, and it's still a bit tough there. So when we try to you know, ask people to come over and take over and things like that, it's difficult. Uh but so pretty much I'm just explaining that to you. The pioneer work is done. That's that's what the Lord I felt that sent me there to do. We build all the buildings, all the schools, all of these things are done. They're up and running well. Uh, and so we're starting in this other stage of um of like of ministry now. That's where all the preaching and teaching all of these, uh, all of these other things could get seriously started, and so. Um, but w- let me go ahead and um, go through these slideshows. So, so basically, what we're doing now, we are basically e- e- equipping this tribe now to go out and carry out the, the the great commission. And this takes some work. There's still about four or five years of this left. But but anyway, the Lord has given us. I feel like a mandate. He given us this one particular tribe. They was ninety nine percent like illiterate. I'm telling you, completely. And so we start from scratch, and we built the schools, sent them to schools, built the clinics, all of these things, getting them in shape. And you take them from there, and which is the second stage now we are going. This is where we start all the all the ministries, girls' ministries, um, just just several things like that that we will who will actually talk about. But when you think about it, the task is really big. You think about it; you take a group of people, a whole tribe of people, and you bring them up from actually zero. I mean, to learn (laughs) to read, read and write, you know, all these kind of things in English is difficult for them. But anyway, the, the, that's what uh, the, the ministry really is all about. The church is still um, is going good. We have about 220 average on some Sunday mornings. This was the church that conference came. They helped build in 2017. This church is full now. It is packed out, and I'm not saying this. It's actually because of me, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is really leading and teaching, uh, these guys a lot. We're, we're there. I mean, we, we helping and moving them, guiding them, but really it's, it's a Holy Spirit. Those guys can actually now, we're, we're going for six months. The oldest one in the church is 25 years old, but they're running the church now. They're doing very well. These guys can read and teach in King James. Even I struggle to read the King James. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so they're doing very well. But keep us in prayer about that. But the church is going very, very good. The church is very strong. Village outreach is doing good. We was having Saturday Sunday school. Last time I was here, we go out on Saturdays. We would have forty to sixty small kids. Uh, that's those two. Uh, those Sunday school have turned into village churches now. They average it looks like hundred and fifty on each one of those. We go out on Friday nights uh, and Saturday nights. And we go out in, into the village, and we we go there and, and meet with these guys, these churches. These are awesome uh, churches. We just meet, we have no building or nothing. We have a certain um, a meeting place that we go, and they all come. We worship and praise the Lord there for an hour or so there, and we share with those guys and so those church plants are there. We thank God for for some boys that that was in the main church they 're the one that 's leading the, those those churches now, so and they 're still going good. The whales are still going. Going very well. That's, that's another project we still are doing. Doing we fixing the broken wells. Those usually, it's a shame they don't cost much to fix. Usually, like a hundred bucks or less. It's usually just a hand pump or change on them. But those things will they they'll lay dead for a long time. The government, um, that is their work, but the government has no money at all. They staff haven't been paid in months, six to eight months, and so you know they they are they're not encouraged to go out and fix these things, uh, you know, for free. But anyway, they're just going good. Internship is still going good. We only had um, we only had two people come in, in twenty nineteen, these two girls. That 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 they was yeah, they came over and stayed for for a month, I think. Um, I'm still encouraging young people. We still need you. If, you um, if you're interested in coming over, just give us a shout. There's a lot of things to do. Work in the clinic, work in the schools. These girls had a good schedule. They'd work in the classroom teaching English and math a couple of hours in the morning. Then they'd go to the clinic for an hour or two. Like in the afternoon, then of course they was helping with uh, choir, all of these things like that. We really need some young people to come there. I'm old, (laughs) and a lot of these things I just don't know. I don't care to know. I mean, be honest with you, I'm ready. I mean, I'm almost sixty, and so you know what they was doing when I was growing up, it doesn't apply now. We need young people with new ideas and everything, so we welcome the intern, especially on the side of the church. We really need some help with choir and all of these things. Um, one project I did do on building was old classrooms. We, we I prayed about this uh, just to make it short. Some money from the conference came in. And I was able to go back and redo this old classroom. This is the first set of classrooms that I built when I got there in 2008. And so, but they were just oh, The termites have, 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 uh, have, have eaten all the wood. The metal was falling off from them, all these kind of things. So that was a project that we was able to get done. They got new floors, new windows and doors, all the kind of thing. This building now is, you know, could consider there is really a nice building now. It turned out good. This is just a little porch I added on, onto the main mission house. It looks smaller than what it is. This is just for when the teams come, they can sit outside. Cool other morning if they want to take breakfast or so browse browse uh, like a little bit there, they can actually browse it now. I've actually got um, I, I got satellite where I can actually browse now in twelve years. I just got it this year. So I enjoyed it about two months before I came here. You imagine that? I got the internet. Only one in town, almost probably. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the church is still going, uh, the school is still going good. We was, we was number one again last year in 2019 within the whole county. Uh, we came in number one. Um, we have, uh, that was, that was, this is not all the students. It was 23, I think, that graduated this time. This is in grade 8. I know some of you are looking like these are grown men. They are. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, they are, they're old kids. But this, this is a product of the war that broke out that ended in 2006, 2007. So they only started the school. <laughs> they just came and entered grade because of their age. They entered in grade, uh, like in fourth or fifth grade. And so, yeah, they are, they're, they're quite old. But anyway, keep those guys in prayer. Um, this is their celebration. It's always a big day. They, they like to celebrate with, with their uh, their culture. They're having their fashion show, all these kind of things there. That's what they're dressed up. These are the same kids sitting down. That's them now. If they were still in the village, then this is how they would actually dress. So they, they, they hold on to the culture tightly. But it turned out to be a good day. We had a big celebration. Sponsorship program is going very very well. Uh, this is part of the ministry we started. I think it's three or four years ago. This have grown big. We sponsored uh, we sponsored thirty one people uh, last year. This year we we got like twenty seven to twenty eight so far that we sponsored. We have seven in seven different schools. We have them in capital city of South Sudan. We have some in, um, in Kenya. I have several of them in Kenya also. We have to send these guys out. We have to invest in them. That's the only way. There's no leadership there. In IPHC, I'm the only one with, within the whole country. And like I can say the oldest one in the church is 25. And it's only the Holy Spirit is raising those guys up and teaching them. So we're hurting for, for, for leadership still. Uh, there's a lot of work there. There's a lot of work. I could, I could do a lot of, tons of work, but it's just the leadership. So we invested in these kids. All of these boys here are schooling in Juba. They came home for Christmas break just before I left. They all are finishing in 2020. So I'm, I'm counting on these guys. I think there's six or seven of them, seven, eight or something there. Uh, keep us in prayer. This is part of this, this second stage. This is where we actually, we, we actually equip these guys, starting to equip them and getting into like them, getting them, getting them ready. And so this is what this is. This ministry is all about also. Clinic is still going good. Uh, only thing different in the clinic, we're still seeing the same amount. We're seeing about 25 or 30 families a day. Um, there's a second nurse now. We have we had one before, full-time, uh, but now there's two full-time nurses, still good. All of our drugs are still free. Everything is going very well at the clinic. There's no problem there. Team came over. They didn't come last year because I was coming home. They came in 2018. The dentist was on that team. This was the first time since I've been there in 12 years. There's none in town. If you get a toothache, you into problems. Uh, but this guy came and it was a big deal They announced it all on the radio I, I have to report these things to the government before I bring in people So they was very excited about that when they heard a dentist was coming We didn't get anybody for the first couple of days And I come to find out they they was afraid to come Usually when uh, they have an issue with a t- tooth They drink something strong, if you know what I mean And then they just take a pair of pliers and pull it out And so they didn't want to go through that pain But one was brave enough to come, and when they figured out he was dead in the teeth, then they flooded this guy. He pulled like 120 teeth in two days. And they still are coming asking about this guy, but they said the guy is gone. You know, he'll be back next year, hopefully. In Tennessee, we would, I don't know if y'all done it here, we have a toothache. We would take an end of a piece of paper towel or tissue and soak it in bleach and pack that teeth with it. Did y'all do that here? No. (laughs) It works. Dandy's <laughs> <ended> long enough. <laughs> anyway, I used in South Sudan. What if I didn't kill those people? <laughs> All right. Another, another ministry that was started. This is part of this uh, second phase also. We're getting them ready. Here. The Lord is chasing these people. I'm telling you. Uh, when I go to Kenya, I go in South Sudan because of the situation. Latoryan is still staying in Kenya, so I stay in South Sudan for six or seven weeks, then I go for two weeks in Kenya. And so there's a lot of Sudanese. Even I have some some students there also. We have we have five. Sudanese there also in the same uh, same little area town they they in high school there but anyway he wanted me to start to to actually equip these guys they all are finishing there's six of them actually they're finishing high school in Kenya and going back to to actually complete K- 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 in November 2020 we invested in these guys very very heavily they've been there for five or six years some of them uh this is a, this is a crew here And so those are the first ones that, that, that we, we actually bought out of South Sudan, went into Kenya. Every month we meet. These are just, these are some of the classes that they actually teach. I mean, that they are, that they're being taught. We, first of all, we focus on pastoral care, all of these kinds of things, how, after planting a church, how to actually proper do a service. All of these kind of things. And four of these boys is in East Africa Bible College, which is, uh, which is a school within the, our, uh, the nation. They're in Bible school at the same time. They finish in high school and they will finish this, uh, this Bible college at the same time. So four of these guys. But we're making sure we're equipping them there so when they go back, they can handle themselves. They can take care of themselves. They know all the business about church, and not only that, we're teaching them in business how to run a small, be successful in business, so they can they can actually support themselves as well when they get back there. That's a the problem that, that we have had with the church uh, can't keep leadership because there was no um, there was no support for for the for the, the pastor. Um, I'm the I took that role as a pastor a couple of years ago. Uh, and so I've been passing the church in, uh, since then And I tell them uh, We only collect a $100 a year I'm the pastor and that's the truth They're poor And I tell them you can't accuse me of stealing money Because $100 with a stomach like this a $100 wouldn't go for So <laughs> But anyway um, Keep that, that program in prayer It's a very good program Actually it's up to around 60 On a good day uh, we only started out with, with, 10 or 12. My, my focus was to have the Sudanese only, or uh, maybe 15, not more than 20, but the, it have, it have grown, grown a lot. And I'm lost actually about that, because there's other people coming from Uganda, Rwanda, Congo. They want to be a part of that ministry in Kenya. So, um, another ministry, uh, this is the Girl Awareness Club. I've got two minutes. This is a girl, <laughs> a, word, a word in this club. This was started here, uh, 2019. Uh, since the 12 years I've been there, we haven't had a problem with, uh, with girls coming up pregnant in the school. We had two in, uh, last year. So we bring them in, able to sit and meet with them. We find out they really didn't have a clue what was going on. They had a clue how to, how to end up pregnant, but there's just a lot of things. Now think about it. At 14 or 15 years old, they go straight from, from being a, basically a kid and they get married. So there's, if, if they reach 15 or 16. So, and it's taboo to talk about these things in a the village. There's no mother or father going to come and sit with these girls and talk to them. So if they go to school, no one have really sat with them and, and talked to them because they left school. Left the village, come to the school very early, and by the time they reached 16 or 17, no one had really have, have sat with these girls and talked to them. So this is a this is one of the, it's a ministry within the school that we actually started. This is um, one, one day out of a month, we bring in people from outside, women, that's working in the hospitals, all these kind of things. Some are business ladies, and uh, they sit with these girls and talk. It's really sad. Christina she was one of these girls she's been at our school for a long time she came from another tribe up up on the mountains and they was enemies to to um, to this particular tribe that we minister to they still call from each other but, but, but back and forth but the parents let her come down for for school and she was one of those girls that that got that made a mistake and I know the boy as well and this is how that story ended uh, we went to this little lady's uncle. She was standing with the uncle in the town, uh, trying to negotiate. Usually when this happened, you'll pay a diary of seven cows or you go to jail for three years. So we went to, s- to see what this boy's for was. He said, the uncle, he didn't want to be a part of that tribe. He was not going to marry any the boy wanted to marry the girl. But he said, I'm going to send you back to the village, and I'm going to tell your parents that she was raped by a person in town that you don't know, and that's the end of story, and that's what they actually done, and I feel sorry for Christina, because she come down, she wanted to go to school, she was a very bright girl, she was in grade 7, and so she'll be stuck there in that bush her whole life, no way out, and I found out right before I came home, she actually was given to somebody else as as a wife, and so... It's uh, For her, it's actually over. Keep us in prayer uh, about that ministry also. This is uh, Latoya. Uh,
0: this is a ministry that I do in uh, Kenya. It's working with kids with special needs. Can we go to the next? Um, the next slide, please. Um, I'm also the Sunday school um, coordinator for Kenya. Um, I had a training for teachers, and 27 teachers came. Uh, We thank God for that. Please keep these ministries in prayer. If you want any information, please just come and ask me.
1: (laughs) That was short. Okay. keep, Keep us in prayer with Bloom. Uh, this is, this is the ministry for Latoya. It's on our heart, but there's a lot of things when you're dealing with special need kids. It's the same as here in the States. There's a lot of things you have to go, a lot of things that you have to, have to, have to go through with government. And you know, there's a, there's a lot of corruption involved. Anytime you're involved with, with the government, there, it's always a problem. Uh, this is, these are the street boys, former. This is pictures last year when, uh, the Ethan and the family was up for Christmas. They've gotten big. They're not all broke down like, uh, before. Uh, this is Conference Kids now. It's the same ministry. They came to me and said, we've been there for two years now. We're no longer street boys. So we want to change our name. And so when you see on the newsletters, this Conference Kids, it's the same thing. But, the, but there are six of them there. They're still doing very, very well. This is their house. This picture is a bit old. Six months, I think, ago or something, but that house is finished. They was able to get them into a proper house and all that. Turned out very well. This is Carter Center. If anybody got my newsletter, followed on Facebook, I was, I made a mention somebody was sleeping in my house with me. This is the boy. He's one of the street boys. This is one of the first guys that I took in. I loved him. <laughs> just looked like a son. It's not so much of what he'd done, but I learned a lot. Uh, Anyway, I would go off to Kenya and and all these kind of things, and things kept coming up happening. In October, when I went to Kenya, two hours later, they called me before I even reached the border and said, you left the door of your house open, and I know I didn't, but then they convinced me I'm getting old, and maybe I did. So I said, you lock it, and then there's no problem. They went in. Nothing was taken or whatever. It happened a second time, and then I knew something was going uh, wrong, and I was ready to run back to um, to, to south, uh, back to Capueta to see what was going on. But anyway, the Holy Spirit just showed me this boy and I would have never, never thought because I loved him just like a son and he loved me and all these kind of things and I, and, um, I just didn't, didn't believe it. But I got back there and I sent, I didn't send for Carter Center. I knew I would backslide if I went to him first. So I sent somebody to tell him, I know you're the ones that entered my house and I know this because the Holy Spirit told me. Showed me your face. And I know that it was actually you. He admitted it was him. So I asked him, I just want to know one thing. How did you get inside of that house? Did you go through the window? I thought he went in the window or something. He said, I went in the house before you. When you went outside in Eden to greet the good boys, old boys, goodbye, I slipped into your house then. And I got under your bed. And I stayed there the whole night. When you left, I came out the next morning. He doesn't snore because I didn't hear him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's a quiet sleeper. But anyway, I got angry then, and I took him to the police. They interrogated him a little bit. Come to find out, old Carter Center had slept there many a night with me, and I had no idea. Things was missing, and I thought it was the maid. I kept firing the maids. I even took two to the police. I accused them of stealing money. And come to find out all the time, it was this boy here. It's not so much of what he did. But just the grace that God has showed me is what I want you to see. He called me to this place and he quipped and there's always grace will follow what you're called to do. And I, and it was for me was very powerful. Not only did he showed me who it was, uh, it's just that nothing happened to me. This boy could have knifed me and nobody would have ever guessed who this person was. I could have went out the back door and have just been old Greg gone. They would have never found out. But we thank we thank the Holy Spirit for him. Taking care of me on that Christmas day was still big. Um, we had they said one thousand five hundred, but it wasn 't I think it was it was more like um, more like one thousand and two hundred. This is our Christmas bull this year uh, um, the there's a church in the conference that always put about us with the Christmas bull. There was no baptism. they said they wanted to wait until I come back, so I have a lot of work next, next Christmas they won 't get baptized but once a year, and that 's only on christmas so some of the pictures of that. Since we were getting back late uh, in the year in 2020, my only goal going back is to um, finish up another compound. We had three, but one is completely done. Then the war broke out in 2013, I could not go back to this compound. This is what it looks like now. We 'll go back and finish up that church, start a big nursery school there all of, and, um, and all of these kind of things. This compound it, by car is about it 's a maybe seven hour drive. This is a whole nother town. Keep us in prayer. This was a blessing too also. I knew the Lord was with me on this. I was praying about this, and it costs around the thirty thousand to finish this church up. And I called, uh, leadership and I told them, this is what I think my goal is for, for 2020. And they said, we'll, we'll keep you in prayer. We'll support you, but there's no money and we'll tell you that now. And I'm thinking, I could pray for myself. I need something to go, something to, something to go along with prayer. You no, know, I would not being ugly, but, but it's true. Uh, I, I came home and I was discouraged a bit. Uh, but a month ago, it was in January after reaching here, I got a message from home office, and they had received the largest check from this conference uh, through the ministry of ours. And... Um they asked me, do I, do I know what the money was for? But I contacted the people that gave me, and sure enough, they said, no, Greg, the money was sent to you for anything that, that you, that you need for a project there. And so the Lord, He answered that prayer also. And I'm on, I think I'll end with that. And I'm just saying, uh, by y'all, by keeping you, keeping us there, everything is there for even next year. It's more important. Raising money for projects is good, but a missionary to keep them on the field is more important. We we can help equip the people. All these kind of things like that, get them ready to really fulfill the um, the the great commission. And that's what this is all about. All these other little ministries. All these kind of things. I was lost actually before. I kept wondering, are we really doing anything you know good? And it just came together with me really a month ago. And the Lord showed me, you are building the kingdom up there. You building my kingdom. One by one. And, and so all these other little ministries you start, you just have to build and build and build and lead and guide them. Then one day this thing will, will go out. But thank y'all again. Uh, I think we'll stop there. And God bless y'all. All right.
2: Y'all, y'all, y'all hang with us just a minute. Thank you, so in fact, you can grab one of those things a piece, rest just a minute. Now, uh, this, is, this is this is very impromptu, and uh, I'm going to. Uh, we're not going to take a whole lot of time because of time. Y'all come up here. Bring those up here a little bit closer. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask uh, Chase here. I don't want you to help me, sir. With this, uh, we're gonna take about, I wanna take about five minutes. Because I wanna tell you, these guys, now if you notice, Latoya is not from Tennessee. Okay, she is from, she is, she is a native Kenyan, correct? South African, so she is native South African. And, uh, and Greg is, he's, he's from Tennessee. He knows Rocky Top by heart, you know, and all that stuff, you know. But anyway, I want to take about five minutes, and Chase will come to you. If you got something you want to ask them about their ministry, about what's going on with them, I want you to go ahead and ask, and they'll do their best to respond to you because I want to tell you, this couple is doing a remarkable job of ministry. So just get your hand up if you got something. Chase will come to you, and he'll let you ask your question. Anybody in the house? Nobody has a question? Go ahead. If, if you want to send additional money, though, just not through what we're sending monthly, how do you all get that? Because well,
0: if you send it directly to you, does it get confiscated by the government, or is it safe to send? Uh, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm sorry. I'm old.
0: If
2: um, you want to send additional money, like just say you have extra for the month, but it's different from, from what you pledge right now, mm-hmm. how do you make sure that it gets to you all? Oh,
1: that they can just, uh, just like a send it th- 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 through the uh, uh, conference. Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. You know, through the church. The church. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And your mark, if it has their name on it, it's going to go to them. Mm-hmm. If it's a special gift personally to them, then you could actually mark it as a gift, and they have a gift account number. Yeah, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Is there a certain way you
1: send that for tax purposes? Mm-hmm. Just, just, just the I had heard same way. Heard I, I had heard that if you gave the money like directly to you instead of through the conference, that, that they taxed heavily. But if we give it through the conference to you, that there wasn't as much tax no, uh-uh. on it. But, no, uh-uh. no, sir. No. No, sir. No, it's basically a gift still. It's all a gift. All right. Anybody else? What's your greatest need right now? Probably prayer, honestly. Honestly, I'm, I'm not going to sit and try to think of nothing. We we have a funds to, to push us up with this building that's been raised already. It just need prayer. Uh, they just signed. There was uh, some unarrest, un- un- a lot actually. But last week they, fi- they signed a deal, a peace deal. And so the rebel had came back to the capital city already last week. And things have gotten better already. The inflation rate had dropped down to almost half, really. I was getting... Th- 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 30,000 pounds for $100, it dropped down to I think 17. And that really hurt me. <laughs> I paid double for our staff because of, but, but, but just, we basically need prayer that, that, that peace deal still goes. And that peace deal will also, would help us go back and finish up this compound. That's the reason we stopped at work anyway. The road was so dangerous. The rebels was all, uh, you know, they haven't got paid. If it wasn't the rebels, the government, government themselves, their armies hadn't been paid in months. Any vehicle that was, that was on the road moving up and down, you would surely, the, the, I mean, they got to the point that you would just go on and pay them off and you travel Free. So, but just keep us in prayer about those, about
2: that. Yeah. Okay. Right. If not, let's give uh, Greg and Latoya a hand. And your boys, I guess, are in children's church and, and the nursery. One more thing before you before you're seated, I just want you to know that this. I got something I want to share with you uh, all, as a congregation. Before uh, we receive an offering and depart today, but we want to give Greg and Latoya with the uh, with the uh, approval of your church council here, and of course myself. They they just said this is what we want to do, and I said that sounds great. We want to bless Greg and Latoya with a love gift out of our. This is not out of our missions; it's out of our general fund of five hundred dollars to take and to use in ministry. I know why you guys are here. Uh, you've got needs. And we just want to bless them with a love gift this morning. And then hopefully we'll make some commitments here in just a few moments to uh, to support world missions every single month as individuals. So thank you guys for being at Voice of Praise this morning. Uh, I'm going to be really brief. Uh, this morning, some of y'all look at me and say, That's impossible. We know you, but I'm not preaching a message, but I want to share something with you. Uh, I think I have a, uh, a couple, just a couple slides on a PowerPoint there, Dave. And uh, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you all, those of you that have supported missions so tremendously through the year of 2009, from last March. Up until now, from 2019, it was a remarkable missions year for us. We have great commission meals coming up uh, in a few weeks. Uh, it is going to be the most tremendous year outside of the project that we did in Honduras. Taking that out of the equation, it's been the most uh, tremendous missions year that Voice of Praise has had in a long, long time. But that doesn't say we haven't been doing good, but we did extraordinary In this uh, last 12 months, I look for this next 12 months to be even more extraordinary. But uh, we'll give you some more details about that in just a few weeks, and it, actually probably the first week in April. But we gave approximately, and Pam, you may have to help me, but our overall percentage of giving of all of the income that has come into this church, it is close to 20% of the income of this church has went back out, to support people like Greg and Latoya, Whitney in the Awakening, uh the Delports, um, the 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 we've just picking up the Riley's a young family that just landed in South Africa just literally a few weeks ago. And uh several several others that we have that we support as a church. And when you do that, when you give, it is going, especially the missions giving. What's earmarked? Missions giving. If you write the McClurkin's name on it, that's where it's going to go. If you write Delport on it, that's where it's going to go. If you don't put any name on it, but you mark it faith, commitment, missions giving, it will be divided evenly between those missionaries that we support. So everything that's earmarked for faith, commitment, Missions, something along that line, it's going to the work of missionaries that are all over the world, from Whitney in Oklahoma City, Rick and Latrissa are on special assignment going here and there and everywhere, to people like the McClurkins that are on assignment, uh, for, and then get, while you furloughed every two years, Every two years, right now, but that's probably going to be pushed out because of the expenses of traveling, and uh, so it goes to them. I want to read something to you. Uh, this is a quote that that uh, I found. Uh, online or verse of scripture I should say he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose and I got the author cut off there but that was by a missionary Jim Elliot Jim Elliot was married to his wife Elizabeth and uh, they uh, were missionaries to the Akua Indians in Ecuador Jim was murdered Jim was alongside four other missionaries during an operation this these were people that were heathen they had never been reached they had never been ministered to they were a, it was an, an Ecuadorian Indian tribe and on January 8, 1956, Jim Elliot and these four other men went to to Ecuador to minister the message of Jesus Christ to these Indians. Jim Elliot and those four men were found Several days later, their airplane had been stripped. They had stripped it to use it for whatever, the metal off their airplane. And those those five men were found laying in the edge of the surf of the ocean with spears driven through their backs. In other words, it cost them their life. Some 36 months later, in October 1958... Elizabeth Elliot, Jim's wife, and their three-year-old daughter that was birthed approximately the time that her dad was martyred, went back to that same place in Ecuador, to the same tribe that had killed the husband and the dad and those four other men. And they began to share the truth of the gospel with the people that had martyred their dad and husband. Today, literally, 20% of the tribal population of that Indian tribe in Ecuador are Christians. And they identify Christianity as people that bear the testimony of salvation through Jesus Christ, being baptized in water and bearing the evidence of Christianity through the fruit of the Spirit. That's remarkable. So Jim Elliot said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Because some people said that Jim Elliot was a fool. But he gave away everything he had. And and that's not unusual because Jesus said this. Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. That's what Jesus said. And you know what we're coming to you this morning in faith commitment? We're not coming to you asking to lay down your life. We're just asking you to commit to ten or I don't have the card in front of me, ten, fifteen dollars, twenty-five dollars, fifty dollars, and like Latricia said, it's not the, the amount is not all that important as the commitment. That every single month, if you're part of this church, especially the first Sunday of every month, you'll hear me say, It's faith commitment month, it's faith commitment Sunday. It's our monthly Sunday, and that's the Sunday that we set aside. If you, if the first Sunday of the month doesn't work good for you, whatever Sunday does. But make a, a financial commitment every single month that we're going to keep ministries just like Greg and Latoya. And all they're doing in Sudan and Kenya. And I want to tell you, if you don't follow this guy's Facebook page, join it. Sign up for it. And But don't be alarmed when he puts up these pictures of some car that went by. He went by that had, had just pulled off the road a little bit and hit a roadside bomb and had been completely, completely blown to smithereens. And knowing that 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 could have been him or that could have been somebody out of his church. You see, these missionaries are the, the ones that are on the, uh, they, they're on the war front. They're on the front lines. Of, of reaching out and reaching to people. Listen, we are blessed in this country as Americans because every single one of us, we, t- we can turn on our TV. I promise you, you can get in your car and turn on your radio and you can hear the gospel being preached somewhere. You can pick up your iPhone. You can you can uh, turn on your Android. You can w- pull it up on your computer. You can find the gospel being preached. You have heard it. Most everyone in this room has heard the gospel of Jesus Christ at some time or another. But there are people, there are people in the world that have never heard the name Jesus before. And that's what the Lord told us to do. You heard Greg speak about the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is carrying the gospel unto every nation, teaching them, making them into disciples. That means followers, students, pupils of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what missionaries do. That's what missionaries do. And it comes through schooling them, educating them, clothing them, feeding them. In many different ways, the gospel is taken forth. So, right now, I'm going to ask you to do this. And Madison, if y'all want to come back up, just, just give me a little bit of music behind me. Right now... Every household that sits in this room this morning should have been given a faith commitment card. And I want to tell you what the faith commitment card helps us to do as a church. It helps me as pastor. When you make that faith commitment, it helps us tell Greg and the Delports and the, the Rileys and Whitney and and uh, any of the other missionaries that we support, it helps us to be able to tell them we're committed to supporting you with this amount of money every single month for this next year because that determines whether they're able to continue to do what they're doing. And it's not only voice of praise. It's many, many other churches all over America and even outside of America that make the same commitment. So when you when you fill out that card and hand it back, we're counting on you to keep that commitment. But at the same time, it helps us to be able to say to Greg and Latoya, "Hey, we're and I, and I don't I don't know what we're doing a month exactly. I'm, I should be ashamed, I guess. But I think it's a hundred dollars a month. We're doing a hundred dollars every single month goes out of this church to this couple right here. Every single month, one hundred dollars goes to them, and and it helps us to tell. Our general headquarters in Oklahoma City, or in Bethany, Oklahoma, that we're committing to the McClurkins because we believe in what they're doing. And we commit every single month that we will support them with $100. And they have a budget that they have to operate by and operate under. So we, But we bless them every single month. Voice of Praise Worship Center blesses them with $100. Now, Depending on what you do this morning, that may increase. I certainly don't I hate to mention this part, but, but the possibility is if you don't support missions, we have to look at Greg and Latoya or I have to send a message to Joe and Maggie, or we have to send a message to Whitney and, and we have to say, I'm sorry, but we just don't have the commitment this year. And we would have to we 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 won't be able to continue to do what we're being being What we've been doing. I don't want to do that. That's the last thing in the world I don't want, that I want to do. But all of that's dependent upon your giving. So this morning you have a card in front of you. Every household should have got a card. And I'm asking you to prayerfully consider what you will do and what you'll commit. And we haven't received our regular tithes and offerings and this morning. And I'm going to ask Scott and, and whatever ushers he has appointed, I'm going to ask them to come. And, and we're going to worship in giving, just in our general giving, in our tithes and offerings. This is not necessarily a, a specific missions offering. If you want to give something specifically, then by all means to missions, earmark your check. If you write missions on it, that's where it's going to go, okay? you want it to go to the McClurkins, write McClurkin on it. That's where it's going to go. But I want to ask you to do this. Consider filling out that card and turning it in in this offering. If you turn it in in this offering, everybody that turns it in this morning or even later, if you, if next Sunday, if you can't do it this Sunday, if you want to think about it, bring your card back next Sunday. That's all great and well. Just drop it in the offering. But Latrissa has a, a a nifty little magnet. She's holding one up. It's a little white-yellow magnet to put on your refrigerator to remind you that you are a partner in world missions through this church and IPHC. And you're partnering with people just like the one that spoke to us this morning. So as we receive your tithe, your offering, your worshiping, giving, also, let's... Consider giving faith commitment for the next 12 months. I know God's going to bless you through it. Sarah and I will be doing it. You know, we will be filling out a card. Every single month, Sarah and I give to missions. I don't ask you to do something that I don't do. Okay? Let me say one more thing. When I started pastoring... When I took, I has I, a senior pastor, which would have been. I'm trying to count. Twenty, twenty, twenty six years ago, I think it is. I took. I went from being a, a, an associate pastor. I went to being a a the senior pastor or the overseeing pastor of a church. I had a mentor of mine, a good old Baptist brother. He said, let me tell you something. He said, "He said, if you will be faithful as a pastor, if you will be faithful to missions, he said, your church will be blessed. And I want to tell you something. That fella, he's still a great friend of mine. He's still one of my mentors. I go to him from time to time. He's 93 years old now. But I want to tell you something, Greg, he was right i have i have i, I don't i don 't support missions on a bargaining table i don 't support it to try to manipulate God, but I have found through faithfulness and supporting missions that God has always blessed the need has always been man so this morning, I just want you to to bow your heads with me, Father, as we come to you this morning We worship in our giving. We worship in tithe. We worship in offering. Lord, we're also making a commitment this morning. A faith commitment. Every single month, we are going to give to missions. So Lord, we give it to you as a celebration of praise and a celebration of worship. So today, receive it, Lord. Use it, Lord. return it many times, many fold. Let it be returned. Over and over again in the winning of souls. In Jesus' name, amen.